sitting in section 312. It has been a long week, and we have a lot to get to. The Bears finally get their first win. The Cubs are in a tight playoff race. We got a new co-host filling the captain's co-captain's chair in section 312. We'll get to that in a little bit. And we have an all-new starting five of small pains that we'll get to later in the show. But before we do that, today's episode of Section 312 is brought to you by Bricks and Ivy Sports. Bricks and Ivy Sports is a must-stop for all sports collectors. You can find unique autographed memorabilia, licensed sports gifts, and many, many more items. Bricks and Ivy Sports also carry sports cards. They have the area's largest selection of hobby boxes, packs, and singles. They buy, sell, and trade with the customers. That's one thing most sports uh, stores do not do is they trade with the customers. So if you were like me and you went to the Celebrity All-Star Softball Charity event and you get your ball signed by Corey Patterson or Jerome Walton and you want to go and trade it in for like a Derrick Rose card or something, go to Bricks and Ivy Sports. Go check them out. Go check them out at their website, bricksandivysports.com. Uh, coming up at Bricks and Ivy Sports on October 5th, they have Carl Edwards Jr. who's going to be in the building doing a meet and greet signing event. And also coming up on October 13th, Devin Hester, the legendary Bear Punt and Punt Returner, soon Hall of Famer, will be in the building as well. So go and check them out, bricksandivysports.com. So I mentioned we have a new host in the co-captain's chair. His name is Vance Schmidt. Vance, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and to our IT guy, Matt? Hey, I'm Vance. Nice to meet everybody. Um, a big Bears fan, um, sports fan in general, and played a little college football for a couple of years in Iowa. You played where? Uh, in Iowa. It's called Grandview University. And what position did you play? Middle linebacker. So uh, how uh, how many big-time hits did you knock people on their ass when you played? Um, I mean, college was a little different, but, you know, definitely a few. You know, and then flipped one time and blocked a punt, and that was pretty interesting. <laughs> so playing college football and playing back at Plano High School, completely two different things, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so growing up, I just want to ask uh, ask who was the best coach that you have had ever played for? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, for it's me, offensive coach, a defensive coach, who is that one coach that always you know pushed you to be the best you could be? Yeah, I mean, for me, it probably would have to be Lucas. You know, I mean, <laughs> that was my guy, and you know, he, I was his guy. That was my guy, you know, so. I was his linebacker. He would call the defense and, you know, kind of relay plays through me. Like, we just had a good relationship, you know, always from day one. So, I just – we got to jump right into it. The Bears got their first win. I'm assuming you watched the game. I know I watched the game. Who knows if Matt watched the fucking game because he's the same. <laughs> I watched the game, man. It was on during my bowling league. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what is up with – Mitchell Trubisky, man, because it feels like the Bears' offense only comes in threes. It's nothing but field goal after after field goal after field goal, and it feels like the offense is just non-existent. Yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> been a struggle. I mean, if 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 you are the GM of the Bears right now, are you concerned with Mitchell Trubisky's development? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a little bit. Okay, why are like that? When you trade up, you got like <laughs> to make him sure he's good, you know, and it's not exactly paying off right now. I mean, we took him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a good situation for the Bears right now, but they do have a kicker, and he looks good. He hit the game when he sure. field goal. He's on my fantasy team, which helped me out. <laughs> but it feels like we finally have that next step in the Bears' Super Bowl process. But the offense is just not good. And I think it's the running backs. I think that's the problem right now. 
Yeah, I think they got to get a better mix, you know, better mix of run and pass and be able to open it up a little bit more. You know, that'd be so predictable. I mean, Mike Davis's ass is just straight up back. <laughs> Tariq Cohen, they don't use him enough. He can only catch the ball, and he didn't catch the ball very well when they played him last Sunday. And, I mean, David Montgomery, he's supposed to be the super stud coming out of Iowa State, and he just looks sluggish. They seem to be just shutting him down. So it's like... What do we do? First off, I don't understand why they're trying to incorporate three running backs into their offense when they need to get that one guy who's just a solid workhorse. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think that Cohen and Montgomery would good, would be a good mix, you know, and then you use Davis for whatever just in case, emergencies, things like that. Three is too many, though. Is there any situation where you see the Bears making a move for somebody like Melvin Gordon? I wish. <laughs> I think they have too much invested in Montgomery, though. They're not going to do it. But I wish they would. We do have that pick from the Raiders, though, that is supposed to be pretty good if the Raiders suck. Right, yeah, it could be a high second. Which would be decent. I mean, Antonio Brown basically, you know, worked his way out of there. And they really don't have anybody left on offense. I mean, Josh Jacobs just got hurt this week, but he's questionable. And Derek Carr, I don't care what anybody says, Derek Carr is not an elite quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Fairly average, <laughs> you know, would be the description. The best player on their offense, I think, is that Darren Waller kid. Yeah, he looks good. Good size and speed. He looks really good. And I think he's actually ranked like the sixth best tight end right now for fantasy. Yeah, they have him ranked six this week, and that's where it's like, you know, him and McDonald, I'm kind of in between in a lot of leagues, you know, like, who do I like, <laughs> you know, because they both look good last week. You see, I'm on, I'm in four leagues right now, and I'm on the opposite end in one of my leagues. I actually drafted uh, Karina. She she texted me, and she's like, hey, will you draft my team again for my uh, business, for my business league? And I was like, am I still getting 40%? And she's like, yeah, of course. So we actually drafted David Njoku, who just got hurt and might be out for several weeks. And they're not even using him in that Cleveland offense. But I want to move over to this Cleveland side of things. Speaking of not even using him, why why hasn't Jarvis Landry been used at all in this Cleveland offense? I don't understand why him and Baker can't get the chemistry together. It just seems like they're always kind of slightly off. It's weird. It's been like this since he came over from Miami, though. Like, yeah, they, even last year when he was gone. the only guy. You know, I thought he's the only guy. He's going to get a million catches, and you know, he would kind of struggle to get five catches a game and stuff, and it was just like confusing because he had such high volume in Miami. Should the Browns be concerned with how this offense is looking right now? I mean, Nick Chubb is uh, looking like the solid running back he is, he does it. He's done it since he's come into the league. He's a solid workhorse. Yeah. But OBJ and now Njoku's out and Jarvis Landry's really non-existent. If they just shut down OBJ every game, I don't see how this Browns team is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, they looked a little better defensively, but, you know, couldn't shut down Tennessee. I mean, that'll be, I think, the biggest question mark is how good they are defensively. You know, will they keep them in games or not? You know, because they're not going to be the greatest offensive team. Did you see the video of, uh, what's his name, Miles Jack or Miles Garrett? Garrett. <laughs> yeah, Miles Garrett. Did you see the video of Miles Garrett for his uh, body issue on the uh, ESPN? Bits of it. Not the whole video, but I saw some pictures. <laughs> you got to go to the video and ESPN fucked up. They fucked up big time because around the one to the minute 103 to 108 mark, he does like this move where he jumps in his air in the air and his dick just flops in the middle of the fucking screen. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Like he's talking to this lady of, uh, that's interviewing him. It's like a seven minute interview and he's talking about how, you know, he's comfortable with his body, but you know, he's very, uh, body sensitive about his obliques. And then he does like this little, like jump into the air and his dick just flops in the middle of the screen. And I'm like, Oh my God, how did ESPN publish this? (laughs) 
So all things are going wrong right now for the uh, for the Browns. But they got they got a win. They got a win against the Jets. I mean, it's not hard to get a win against the Jets when your quarterback uh, breaks his ankle and he's out for the year, and then your other quarterback is hooking up with too many girls and gets mono, and now you're on your third string <laughs> quarterback, and you got no no wide receivers until Demarius Thomas comes into the mix. But now Demarius Thomas Demarius Thomas is coming into the mix, but he's got nobody to throw him the ball. So my question to you guys are, if you're the Jets and you know that there's people out there like Colin Kaepernick, who I, for one, I don't think, you know, he was a good quarterback even when he was in the league, and Johnny Manziel, who's trying to get another shot, and then you have some other quarterbacks that are out there, free agents, who do you think the Jets should pursue for a trade? Maybe it's Eli Manning to be their next quarterback to try and help them, you know, get to that next step. I mean... A cheaper option might be like Brent Hundley or somebody like that in Arizona. You know, you could at least bring him in and he'd be better than what you have, you know, and you don't give up too much there, like a fifth round pick, and you can get by till Sam Darnold comes back. This should be a few weeks. I mean, I don't think it'll be the whole season or something catastrophic. Well, Sam Darnold's supposed to be out for the next six to eight weeks. Is that what they said? Yeah, like I thought it was maybe four to six weeks or something. I mean, yeah, it'll be. Okay. He, he's got mono. Do you know the significance of mono, Vance? Well, yeah, your spleen can get lacerated or something like that, right? Isn't that what they say? Okay, let me let me tell you from firsthand experience because I had mono back in November, and that shit sucked. It sucked. I was constantly tired all the time, super fatigued. I was sleeping maybe sixteen hours a day. I could barely, you know, go to the gym or work out or do any of that. I just didn't have strength or energy for anything and once you get it you're gonna have it for the rest of your life you're there's no getting rid of it it's a disease like it's a viral disease it's not a virus it's not an infection it's a disease once you get it you have it forever so there's always cases now where i'm fatigued and i shouldn't be and i have to drink coffee or something just to you know get to my normal where i was before i got it so I was out for about six weeks when I got it, and I, I didn't go to class. I didn't do any of that for about six weeks. I was in really good shape. I was starting to you know get to the point where I felt like my body was good, my health was good, my mentality was good, and then I got it, and I was in bed, and I turned into a little fat fuck, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> so Sam Darnold, is, he's going to be out for a while. I just want to know how, what he was thinking. How many people did he hook up with in order to get that? <laughs> Apparently, say he was the, really upset. Oh, my bad. That's all right. You, you finish your thought, man. Oh, I was just saying that, yeah, he was, like, really upset that they published some of that stuff and, like, came out with it before he was ready, I guess, or something. And there was another press conference the next day. Like, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. To address your question, Q about what should the Jets do. I think the Jets should just hold open tryouts for anybody in New York and, you know, just call you uh, call Universal Studios first so you can film uh, the replacements too. <laughs> That's what they should do. So I brought up the whole Jets thing, not for your guys' entertainment, not for the audience's entertainment, but I need help right now because what do I do with Le'Veon Bell? Is he going to be a workhorse? Do I trade him because no one's going to get him the ball? Is he going to get injured from getting too many carries? I, I, I don't know what to do with Le'Veon. Yeah, a little afraid of the long-term health, but I think with the bad quarterbacks, he'll be great in PPR. You get a lot of dumps. So, speaking of other injuries, uh, Drew Brees, thumb surgery for the Saints. He's out for six to eight weeks. Teddy Bridgewater stepping in. I got Michael Thomas in one league. I have Alvin Kamara in our league. And right. do, do fantasy owners need to be concerned with the values of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara now that Teddy Bridgewater is at the helm? I'd say a slight dip, you know, I mean, a slight dip, but there's still going to be guys you got to start, you got to play. 
So the Saints, their quarterback gets hurt. The Steelers, their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, out for the year. So Juju's going down. James Conner's value is also going down. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is now. They don't have Landry Jones anymore, and they traded Josh Dibbs or Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph? Yeah, who that's his fuck name. Who is Mason Rudolph? <laughs> uh, kid out of Oklahoma State. Kind of big arm, big guy. He's like taller and can throw far. Is this the year of the underperforming quarterbacks? Because now Eli Manning lost his job to Daniel Jones? I, yeah, I guess so. Or these guys are finally getting too old, <laughs> I guess. It's, age is finally catching up with them. All these quarterbacks are getting hurt. I mean, Nick Foles is gone. So now we have Gardner Minshew, the second. We talked about it briefly last week. Uh, I don't understand why he's named the second because his father's name is Flint. <laughs> so who? Where's the first? Matt. Matt and I were having this talk last week too. It's like we thought you had to be named in order to get the second. So if his father's name is Flint, and he's Gardner Minshew the second, what? Where's that first at? Was it a great grandfather? I didn't even know you could do something like that. Jump like four generations and become a second. <laughs> you, there's no names when there's uh, when it comes to naming people. You, you, you see people out here walking around with the name of Trash Can. You know, you can name your kid whatever you want. Apparently, these days. Yeah, there's some pretty funky names out there. But uh, let's uh, br- let's bring it back here to the Bears for a minute. They play Monday night against Washington. What do we think happens that game? think that uh see a little bit better outing you know and schedule is a little fortunate but you know still a little bit tighter than you want it to be a road game in the nfl you know you're not gonna i don't think they're gonna blow them out of the water but you should find a way to get a victor matt you got any predictions i predict that the uh fans are going to watch the game and there's going to be and there's going to be a result good or bad depending on which team you're rooting for you're such a fuck dude (laughs) thanks man appreciate it so i i guess i'm gonna be the only one to have a actual opinion here uh i'm gonna say eddie panero for president and he's gonna make five field goals and we're gonna win (laughs) not i agree i agree with uh I, i agree with making him the president or mayor or something not a single touchdown but five field goals by the way that David Montgomery touchdown that we had against the Broncos, that wasn't a touchdown. We got lucky as shit because that wasn't a touchdown. He did not cross that goal line. It was close. I was a little skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us Bears fans were a little skeptical. And now a word from our sponsors. Thrive Fantasy is a DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose up to 10 to 20 prop bets plus two ICE picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and an under point value assigned to it and you will be rewarded that point value if the prop is correct. For example, will Anthony Rizzo score a run or have an RBI? Will you Darvish have a quality start? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. We talk about it every week, Thrive Fantasy. They're now doing NFL contests, so be sure to go check them out at thrivefantasy.com. And when you sign up with Thrive Fantasy, enter our code SEC312 to get an instant match of $10 on your first deposit up to $10. Yes, Thrive Fantasy, they're going to give you guys money. You go to their website, you guys are gambling addicts and love to fucking gamble on everything. Enter our code SEC312 and you will get $10 when you deposit $10. Thrive Fantasy. It's not gambling if it requires skill. 
It doesn't require skill. It requires skill. <laughs> I'm glad. You though, gotta know your stuff, you know. I'm glad though that uh, you know, in that ad read for Thrive Fantasy, it was a nice segue into our next topic because you, Darvish. Did anybody else watch that fucking Cubs game yesterday? I did not see it. You Darvish struck out eight batters in a row, passing Kerry Woods' old record of seven in a row for all time on the Cubs list of consecutive strikeouts by a pitcher. What's the uh, record for MLB? In a row? Yeah. That's a very good question. I'm not sure what it is. Send a Google. Yeah, you're the IT guy. You're supposed to look up these stats, man. But you, Darvish, he had, I think it was like 14 strikeouts totaled yesterday, and they still lost. But he struck out eight consecutive in a row. And I I hate to say it, but I think you, Darvish, is our best pitcher. Vance, I know you're a White Sox fan, but it's very exciting right now to watch these Cubs. I do watch them occasionally here and there. And I do agree with you on Darvish, probably their best pitcher right now, especially. <laughs> the uh, the record holder for most strikeouts in a game uh, in a row is Tom Seaver of the New York Mets. Uh, pitched that in 1970. How many was it? It was 10. ten. I, forgot, oh. I forgot to add that part. 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a nice round number, double digits. Speaking of the Cubs right now, they're in extra innings tied at two with the Reds. And Milwaukee lost. The Cardinals won. And the Nationals lost. So we need to win this game. Now, Matt, you're a Cardinals fan. Vance is a White Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Vance's season's been over for a while. <laughs> Since, like, what, freaking April? Since May. <laughs> but you got a lot of positives as a White Sox fan. You know, I know people are hurt, like Rodon and Kopech and things of that nature, and you're going to lose Jose Abreu, but they're going to get him back for a super steal home down discount because he already said he wants to come back. Right. Would you want to have him back, though? Yeah, I mean, I think for the right amount of years, you know, like three or four, not five or six, that kind of thing, you know, like short term, three years maybe, and, um, you know, you let him fill the gap until Vaughn is ready. So, three years, how much you paying him? Um, I mean, he's fairly good this year, so. Is yeah, three years 55 with a possible team option for a fourth year too much? It's it's pretty close. I would say yeah, maybe fifty two, something like that. I mean fifty, fifty five. Yeah, that's not not far off. So, the Cubs have a similar. Leads American leagues and RBIs right now. No, he doesn't. He just lost it. I know oh. he was earlier. How many does he have? He's over a hundred. I know we were seeing it at the stadium last week that he was uh, he was first. I don't know, man. I do not know. Oh, yes, he is. He's got 119. I stand corrected. 119 RBIs. Damn, that man's having a good year. Yeah, like he's really, you know, put put in the year he needed to, you know, to secure that. <laughs> you know who's not too far behind him? I know Bogarts is up there. He was a former Cub. You know who it was? Anybody? Solaire. Exactly. That man's got 44 home runs and 109 RBIs. Yeah, he's had a hell of a year. Yeah. I've always said it, too, that the Cubs should not have gotten rid of him, that he was going to be their best prospect, because when I saw him come up, I everybody doubted me, but I saw a little bit of Sammy in him, a little bit of Sosa. And, I mean, for a 38-year-old closer or something like that, right? I mean, Wade Davis. Yeah, and we didn't even get to use him in the playoffs or keep him. So. Right. <laughs> it's kind of a tough invest or, yeah, tough trade there. Well, the Cubs have been doing this for years. I mean, Araldis Chapman, 
yeah, we won a World Series, but we didn't keep him, and now we're hurting in the bullpen. Daniel Murphy, Cub killer from Washington, didn't even get to really use him in the postseason, and then we lost him, and he's having a good year. He would have been our Ben Zobrist. And now I fear the same thing with Nick Castellanos. Uh, he's 26. He's a free agent after this year. He's about six doubles away from having 60 doubles in a season. And I know the Cubs aren't going to pay him. And the Cubs should pay him. He's a worth. Now, this is what he's worth in my eyes. He's worth about four years, $72 million with a player option for a fifth year. I think that's fair for Castellanos. I think he's good. I think his agent is going to try and get him more around maybe the 24 to $25 million a year, which he's not really yeah. worth. But that's what I would pay for him. And the it's not like the Cubs aren't going to have money after the year because Cole Hamels is gone. That opens up $20 million. Ben Zobris is gone. That opens up another $12 million. It's like, well, there's $32 million right there that opens up, you know. So it's not like we don't have the cap room to do anything. But the Cubs need to win this game. And the Reds just scored a run. And it's three to two in the top of the tenth, so it's pretty sad to say that the Cubs are going to lose this game. Holy shit! The Reds have ten oh. hits and the Cubs have three hits. Wow! This is just sad, man. This is how we're going to go out. The Reds are going to kick our ass and we're going to lose. That's so embarrassing. How many of those hits were home runs? One. Okay. I figured it had to be, you know, with that many hits and that those little runs had to be a home run somehow. It was Wilson Contreras. But that wraps up our MLB talk. Let's get into our interview. Super short interview this week, guys. We have Hall of Famer, Chicago Cubs legend, Ferguson Jenkins, sits in section 312 we got to talk to him for a very short brief time it was like two minutes long the man was drinking a beer he was hanging out we he had just coached the celebrity softball charity all-star game out in rosemont thanks to uh ben pagofsky who we'll get into him later but it was an honorable charity event hosting or honoring his late father larry who was a longtime chicago white Sox investor and Fergie actually wasn't supposed to coach. We were supposed to have Jim Annixter, the pink hat guy, coach for the Cubs. And he was good to do an interview with us and get on the show. But he had uh, somebody close to him pass away a couple days before. He called me at midnight and said he wasn't going to be able to make it. So we have Ferguson Jenkins sitting in section three, one, two. Now sitting in section 312, we have Chicago Cubs legend Fergie Jenkins. Fergie, you're out here for the celebrity charity softball event here at Impact Field. How was the game today? Uh, it turned out pretty good for the Cubs. Uh, they scored a lot of runs, got lots of hits, and I think the guys were happy with uh, the result. So you actually ended up coaching for the game today. I got a call from Jim Annixer about two nights ago. You know, his sister-in-law passed away. He wasn't able to make it today. But you did a very good job coaching these Cubs. What did you tell them before the game today? Well, we put our speed up front, power in the middle, and go for it. They did go for it, and Carlos Zambrano hit three home runs. Man, he looked good out there tonight. Well, I think we had, uh, I think we hit seven. Corey Patterson hit one, Fonseca hit one. So, I mean, they were guys were just really enjoying themselves, and, and that's what this charity event's all about. Go out there, have some fun, and if you score runs and, and win the ball game, that's fine. So we had a lot of fun out here tonight, and you had a lot of fun in your Cubs career. What did, would you say was your favorite moment in your Cubs career? Well, win 20 games six years in a row. Nobody's going to do that ever again because they don't pitch long enough in the ball game. But the fun part of it is winning games, and have and the teammates support you uh, as much as they can for me to win ballgames. So I do want to thank you for taking the time to sit in section 312. I have one final question before I let you go. If you could compare yourself to any player today in the MLB who had that kind of spectacular outing in them, who would you say is the most dominant pitcher in the game today? Well, Strasburg is pitching well for Washington. Uh, it, it's hard to compare one pitcher to another. You know, when I, I seen one Marichal pitch a lot of times when I was younger, Game of the Week or Bob Gibson in World Series, I always said be competitive. 
be competitive as much as you can, win ball games, and the rest will take care of itself. All right, thanks, Fergie. Appreciate it. And now, a word from our sponsors. And that interview was brought to you by Karaoke Adventure. Do you guys want the best entertainment around? How about Karaoke Adventure? Karaoke Adventure provides the DJ and the karaoke for any occasion. So if you're at a celebrity softball game and nothing's going on and you want to do some karaoke, give them a call, Karaoke Adventure. They do birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, or just a night out with friends. You guys want to go get messed up. You guys want to drink some alcohol because there's no free sponsors here. We're not going to tell you what alcohol to drink. But go drink some alcohol. Give Karaoke Adventure a call. They bring everything to you, the PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting, everything for a singing good time. Over 30 years of experience, you can contact Eric St. Michaels today, 773-732-6597. Go follow them on Facebook to see videos and more at karaokeadventure at facebook.com today. So, super short episode this week. Broke down some Chicago sports. You know, the Blackhawks are in preseason. The Bulls haven't started yet. But we have a couple segments here to round out the show. The first segment is the GOTW. It is the Ball Guy of the Week. Ball Guy of the Week this week goes to Ben Pagowski. He put on the Celebrity All-Star Charity Softball event in Rosemont at Impact Field with the Chicago Dogs play. And we give him the ball guy of the week because he hooked us up with VIP tickets to the event. We got to go into the game for free, talk to a lot of great people like Carlos Zambrano and Corey Patterson, Cliff Floyd, Blackjack McDowell, Jerome Walton. The list goes on and on. Adam Russell was there. You know, just a lot of uh, Joe Creedy was there. Jermaine Dye was there. It was an awesome event. We got to crack a couple beers. I had a beer with Fergie Jenkins and and Cliff Floyd. It was pretty cool. Talked to him for a little bit, but we got to record the interview with Fergie, as you just heard. It was a super short one. He actually liked our t- uh, tweet earlier today, so hopefully he's down to do maybe a 15-minute interview via Skype to where we can actually break down his life a little more and not just the game itself because, you know, he didn't really want to talk to media or anything there. He wanted to get the fuck out of there, and I don't I don't blame him. So, Fergie, you're always welcome to come back on the show via Skype sometimes. Now, you don't have to physically be anywhere. Just DM us, email us. So that's our ball guy of the week this week is Ben Pukowski. And now it is time it's Matt's moment. Matt, what do you got for us? Just a couple of things. Once again, I don't have much of anything for Chicago area. Um, y- you know, I'm going to rephrase this in a couple of seconds. Matt, why, why, why do you sound like a fucking Eeyore? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm letting everybody down for not bringing up any Chicago things, but that's not what I know. I guess that's why it's my moment. Some some news here for you guys. You might have heard it already. Paul DeYoung of the St. Louis Cardinals. A few weeks ago, he blasted a home run and hit the M in the Big Mac sign in Section 272. And he just like a couple days ago bought the M that he broke and put it in his truck and shipped it to his house in exchange for... Uh, $22,000, which he donated to uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities. So that's pretty cool of him. I got one more thing. I just want to wish the Southern Illinois Salukis luck as they head over to Arkansas State to uh, hopefully try to beat their second FBS team this season. Why? Who did? Who was their first? They beat UMass 45-20. to 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, like, a lot of those points came from Centralia native Javon Williams Jr. Started this season as a running back when he uh, started last season as a quarterback. Hardly got any touches. So he's doing some good stuff out there. So uh, that that game, not a sponsor, this game will be on ESPN3 uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. if you want to check it out. And that was Matt's moment. And now, before we end the show, it is the starting five 
this week is the starting five small pains. And to determine the order here, I think we're going to have Vance call it. You know, new to the show right now, Vance, you're going to call it heads or tails. All right, I'll go tails. Flip a coin. It's tails. All right, Vance, this is how it works. It goes one, two, three, three, two, one, just like a snake draft. You won the toss. You can decide where do you want to go in the draft. Um, I'll actually take three. Vance takes three. Matt, what do you want? Numero dos. You want number two. Okay. Okay, I'll go number one. Starting five small pains. Here we go. My first pick, I'm going to go with stubbing your toe. Get it off the board. Stubbing your toe is one of the worst small pains you could possibly have because you stub your toe and then you look at it for a minute because it doesn't hurt and then it kicks in and it starts fucking hurting. <laughs> I uh, I prevent this by wearing shoes like all the time. <laughs> but uh, my first pick, it happened just tonight. I get I get mad about some things. Quentin knows about this, especially when I strike out in the show. But <laughs> the apartments that I live in, you are assigned two parking spots, right? Not assigned two parking spots, but you're allowed two parking spots per apartment. And I come in here, and my parking spot is taken. Where I usually park, it's all taken. So I have to park like all the way down the row far away from my apartment to just park there. Both my spots are taken by incompetent nincompoops, right? So that's what I hate. The parking spot that I am entitled to is gone, and I have to walk a couple extra steps. I hate that. So when people steal my spot, that's that's my pick. People steal your parking spot. Yeah, it, it was broad, but there's a sentence for you. <laughs> All right, Vance, you got back-to-back picks. All right. Um, first one I'll go with um, might seem kind of weird, but, you know, you, like, over-trim your nails a little bit. You know, you're trying to cut them down. You cut it too far down. That's I've been dealing with that recently, too, and I'm like, man, like, why do I do that? But I'm trying to just, you know, trim them down. I do it too far, and I'm, like, bleeding, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, just mad as hell. Like, why did I do that? I didn't even think of that. That is such a small pain. I hate that shit. Yeah, it doesn't hurt bad. It's just annoying. It's like, and I keep looking at it. Like, why? Like, I can't, you know, you touch something, and you're just like, damn, stupid. Um, trying to think of my next pick now. Um, it might seem kind of, another kind of dumb one, but it's like, uh, you know, like when you have like leftovers, some and then somebody eats it. It's like, <laughs> you know, you have your food and it's just gone. You're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come back the next day or something from work and it's just going. Oh, what the hell? I was going to eat that. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate that. That's a small pain. Like you're at work. You're thinking in your head, fuck, yeah, I got a meatloaf left in the fridge for when I get home. You get there and that shit's gone and you're just like, fuck, I got to cook. Yeah, yeah, you're like, no, I'm not, I don't have anything to do. Throw it in the microwave, I'm set. And then it's like, it's just going. You're like, no. <laughs> what pains me for my second pick is just out of nowhere, your hands go to sleep. And you're trying really hard to wake that shit up, but it, it, it doesn't wake up ever. You're talking when it feels like static? I'm talking like it almost it's almost throbbing. Yeah, like your hand feels like it's tingling, like it's static. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like no. <clears throat> yeah, no, man, it kind of hurts sometimes. <laughs> okay, for my second pick, I'm surprised nobody took this, so I got to take it. I'm going to go with a paper cut. Yeah, I had that on my mind too. That was another one. Paper cuts suck. 
especially <laughs> doing something like really important and you're like writing something or you're flipping a page and it goes right in between the crevice of your fingers that shit sucks <laughs> so for my second pick i'm going with the paper cut now my third pick i'm gonna go with a brain freeze you go, you're going to get like a milkshake that you've been craving all day or a slushy and you drink too much of it and you get the brain freeze and it hurts so bad, but you don't want to stop drinking your drink and you just fight through the pain to make the brain freeze even worse. That's a really small pain that just pisses me off. For my third pick, this is my greatest fear every week. Whenever you're bowling... You're walking up to the foul line. You have your ball swinging like a pendulum, and then you hit your freaking knee as you release the ball. <laughs> I hate that. A 16- or 15-pound ball just smacking you in the knee at full speed. I hate that. So smacking your knee with a bowling ball, that is a not a little pain, but it's a big pain. All right. Um, for my next pick, um, kind of a common one, uh, you know, you wake up or something, and you get like just that shot calf cramp, you know, like locked up in your leg. Like that's another one for me where it's like, I just had that happen last week and it was like locked up for five minutes. I couldn't get out of bed and I was freaking out. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is not right. <laughs> I've had all of these pains that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that would be my next pick there for that round. You know, that, that just the lock up you know, cramp out of nowhere, and you're like, what the hell? Is, I swear I'm eating my bananas. Like, come on, don't do this to me. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the next pick, um, not, a, not a pain necessarily, like, literal, but more figurative, like, when I forget my badge for work, and then I'm at work, like, not able to get in, or like, hey, let me in, and like, <laughs> you just stuck outside, like, that's, that's just always annoying to me, and, you know, I forget shit, so I'm like, man, like, the day that you just forget your badge and you're just stuck there, like not, you know, almost like the clock in over to like not getting in the building or whatever, trying to get somebody to let you in. It's just like the most annoying thing ever. So what happens if you don't have your badge? Do they actually let you in or you get to go home and you get the day off? <laughs> no, they let you in eventually, but you got to find the right person and like stand around. And like, especially when the winter, like it's cold, it's just like, oh, hell no. Like I'm freezing my ass off. Like, <laughs> let me in, let me in. <laughs> Why don't you just leave it in your car? Right, that's a good point. Yeah, I should have had it in my car most of the time. But, you know, every once in a while I would switch cars, like, back in that time, too, or I would go, you know, from one car to another, and that would be a lot of time I forgot it. Like, you know, I was in this car last night, and then take them to a different car the next day, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> my fourth pick is the never-ending headache when it's hot outside. I, I don't use over-the-counter ibuprofen or whatever, so I just live through it, and it just it just sucks whenever you're outside, and then you go inside and you still have the headache. Come back outside, nothing changed. So those day-long headaches that people get, it sucks. That's my fourth pick. Okay, I've never had that happen to me, but, you know... Matt, I, n I understand you're very inactive and you like to stay inside. So when you do go outside, it's a very rare occasion. It's like the guy from the bench warmers when he goes out and he sees the sun for the first time and starts screaming. Well, as an IT guy, I understand it's a punchline. So. <laughs> so for my fourth pick, you know, I still got a lot left on my list. So I got to kind of narrow it down here. What would be the better one? But I'm going to go with jamming your finger on a basketball. <laughs> You're playing basketball, you go for a steal, or you get past the ball and it's so quick and you don't react fast enough and it jams your finger, and then it hurts like hell the rest of the time, but you can still play through it. That's that's a very bad one. I can't even play through it. Just like pass it to somebody else, man, I'm still recovering. I hate that. Yeah. My permanent or my middle finger is permanently bent down from that from my freshman year. You see my <laughs> it's like I don't know if you can see it, but it's like all downward right here. You see my thumb? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's from that's from a basketball jam. That's the worst is the, is the thumb. Like. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Um, okay, to end out my list, my fifth pick here, 
man, you know, I got there's a lot here. I'm gonna go with, you know, you're feeling good, and you put your clothes on for the day, and you go about your day, and there's always that one person that says, "Hey, that shirt looks a little small on you," and in the back of your head, you're like, "Fuck." They just called me fat. <laughs> just, hey, your shirt looks a little small on you. This actually happened to me recently, you know. I was, uh, I went out with my girl. We went to Chicago, and then we went back to her sister's volleyball game. And her mom was like, that shirt looks a little small on you. I was like, I was like, get the fuck out of here. This looks <laughs> small on me. She tries her best not to bring it up, but sometimes my mom even says, hey, uh, you're looking a little pudgy today. I, I hate that. Well, that's because <laughs> you drink like a 12-pack of soda every day, man. Nah, man, I drink two a day. <laughs> this is my second. All right, I lied. It's the third one. But my fifth pick is uh, it's when... It's a little personal to me. My fifth pick is when people back out of a bet. That shit actually that actually pisses me off. I'm not gonna bring up which bet or who it was, but I hate that shit. When people back out of a bet. All right, and my last one here, um, you know, I don't know if everybody has this or not, you know, but happens to me from time to time. If I'm drinking, like, a lot of beer, and, you know, I'm, like, starting to get the heartburn, and I just see I don't have any Tums, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a problem. Like, I'm not trying to go out drunk either, like, for it, so it's like you're just going to bear down on that heartburn all night, like, <laughs> fuck it, you know, and it's like, it's fine. I'm going to be fine, but it's annoying. Like I'd much rather not. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you, it, it just sits here and you feel so bad. Like you have to burp, but you know, if you try to burp, you're going to end up yakking a little bit in your mouth. Fire, yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to do it. Yeah. That's the worst. So before we wrap up the starting five, we do kind of like an honorable mention thing here, but because it's a starting five, we call it the bench players, Vance. So does anybody have any bench players that didn't make their starting five list? Uh, this one time, uh, it was back when I was playing uh, youth league baseball. Uh, the ball was hit into the outfield. I was from third base. So I was running from third base, and somehow the catcher ends up with the ball. And I try to slide. He was covering the bag. You're not allowed to do any contact. So I just totally rammed into the dude's shin guards. I'm out, obviously. But for like two weeks, I had a bruised freaking big toe. It sucked. So I also had I had two. Two, uh, two bench players. I had the blister from breaking in new shoes. The blister sucks. <laughs> Yeah. And then the last one would have to be blue balls. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. Those are the worst. Vance, you got anything that didn't make your list? Um, One other thing I was just thinking about, because it's been happening a little bit recently, I coach youth football, and it's like when you have a whole game plan and then it starts raining, you know, like the day of, and it's like it hasn't rained all week, or it just always keeps raining on game day, like four times this year, it's just like, damn, you know, like I have a whole plan, we're trying to do a spread offense, and now it's raining, you know, (laughs) (laughs) So that was the starting five small pains for this week's episode. Matt. Why don't you tell everybody where to find us? Get us out of here. Wrap us up. Well, before I do that, I want to correct myself. It was not Universal Studios that did the replacements. It was Warner Brothers. (laughs) And uh, I just want to bring up also this guy that I saw all over the ESPN social media, MLB social media yesterday. This dude named... Jamel Williams, 
also known as Yogi the Entertainer. You might have seen him on TV balancing his hat on the on his forehead on NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah, the Cubs guy. Yeah, dude, that was freaking crazy. And uh, I just want to say, um, you know, props to you, man. That was pretty great. Uh, and if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's a uh, Yogi's Hat Tricks. So, so go follow that guy on Twitter. He deserves it. Yeah, but, you uh, hit him up. Get him on the show. And uh, while you're out on Twitter following that guy, you can follow us on Twitter as well. It's O Section 312. That's our handle. You can find us also on Facebook, Section 312 Official. And if you uh, are not into text and want to look at pictures instead, like Quentin, it's Official Section 312 on Instagram. You can check out our website as well, Section312.com. You can check out some merch, you guys. Come on, man. They're great prices. You get the nice logo. You get the seat logo on your hoodie. Go check it out. Section312.com slash store. And you can follow us uh, on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I don't have to name them all. You know what they are. Just check them out. Search for it. You'll find it. And uh, don't forget that we are also a, an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. You can find them on Twitter, MWSN Sports. And uh, while you're checking out our podcast on their website, MWSN.net, you can check out other podcasts from other markets too. So that is our show. That is Section 312. It started off a little rocky. We do have a new co-captain, Vance. Thank you for stepping in. Matt, good job as always. We will talk to you guys next week in Section 312. Thank you.